good Saturday evening. What is okay? Here we go. Good Saturday evening, and welcome to another edition of Love Talk and Wrestling. The guy KG with the Don, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, and WCW versus NWO World Tour in the background. About wrestling, let's talk about a little love. Let's talk about love. That was last week, huh? That was last week. You're week late. Oh, weren't you on that show? Yeah, I love you, Naya. Okay, let's talk about wrestling. See, that's what happens when people people take creative days off and you know spend most of their time stalking Jordan Grace. Uh, I don't have to stalk. That's right, because you got the address. Oh Lord. Got it. You are the man for that. But yes, once again, we are back in YouTube land, cool throwback background land, representing uh, arguably one of the best uh, wrestling experiences on the Nintendo 64. Great chain wrestling. Uh, many belts won and lost throughout the course of that with AKI Man. But, you know, I don't know if you're ready for all that stuff. I know you can't handle that WCW versus NWO world tour was Don. never a fan of it i'll say that that's a shame it's the same daggone engine well, no I get, you know i was a smackdown fan smackdown warzone um uh, uh what was that um attitude wwf attitude the, that's what got me started you know outside of tragedy wrestlemania and all that but i mean wwf attitude oh man tragedy Yes. That's, that's why I fell in love with uh, Triple H. I hated Triple H, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to use Triple H, and I'm going to make him get beat. And then all of a sudden, I ran through and started winning titles with Triple H. And the rest is history. Yes, that's it. And then, you know, I got my, my, my runs with The Rock on SmackDown, uh, Chris Jericho. Um, Later years, I had Chris Benoit, um, Eddie Guerrero, you know. I had my runs. Put my little spray tape together. Did you create your own superstar? Uh, I did that on WWF Attitude. Okay. What was I had, uh, huh? What was his name? Okay. What was his finishing? It was actually a hanging brain buster. I called it the Crown and Scepter. <laughs> Careful. That may get stolen by King Corbin. <laughs> watch that. It possibly could. I but don't know if you've. I don't know if you've, you've kind of been peeping this, but kind of didn't have a king of the ring this year. Yeah, so no. He's kind of the longest reigning king of the ring ever, to the best of my knowledge. Because he's what? Going on two years worth of uh, being King Corbin, mm-hmm. the king of the ring. It's like, so did the WWE just gingerly shelf that pay per view? Again. Or, or what? That's something that I don't like because that was crazy. Because King of the Ring was that was the the, the ultimate singles tournament. That's and, when you have a bunch of tournaments. Like everybody's right. tournaments now. It's like, what are we gonna do for ratings? You wanna have a tournament? All right, Dan. That's just <laughs> like every time you turn around as a tournament for something. The six challenge challenge for this. Go ahead and have a tournament. Let's not just go to the Intercontinental Champion and say, you know, you are a number one contender, and then you wrestle the champion. Nah. 
when have they ever done that? That doesn't even sound right. Nope, we're going to have a tournament and don't have the Intercontinental Champion in it. And then just have that happen. But yet the Intercontinental Champion or the the um, the uh, uh, United States Champion, you know, they, they just in some flagrant storyline that's just pointless. So, yeah. Those belts mean nothing anymore. Well, hardly anything. I agree. I thoroughly agree. We need to bring back one. We talked about it many times. Bring back the prestige of the title. That's the one thing I will give the Miz full credit for when he had his blow up on Talking Smack. And then subsequently after it was all about holding the weight of that belt and making it an actual championship. Because we all remember your boy, you know, was champion Brock Lesnar and yeah, he wasn't there that much. So what other title was there on Raw? The Intercontinental Championship at that point. Um, or even when they flipped it and it was, you know, the United States Championship. Uh, outside of what's happening with Bobby Lashley and, and things that's going on now. But, you know, where's the relevance? No disrespect to Big E, but really, we need something real happening with those belts. Like, that should be WrestleMania main event, um, should be the, the obviously the two championship heavyweight champions, and then your co-main event should be Intercontinental and uh, U.S., and then you got your tag belts. Every belt's being defended. Not just the United Champions, but mm-hmm. And stuff like that, but who are we to talk about such things? It's not like you know we've had many shows on it. <laughs> you know, see, it's not like that's sarcasm, as we can clearly see on your shirt. You know, it's one of my many talents. Ah, okay. Stalking is also one of your many talents, but we're not. <laughs> but when we talk about belts like that, we talked about it at length. You know, just. How being an intercontinental champion, being in the in the realm of intercontinental champions, even if you're not the champion at the time, but you're competing for that championship, it was seeing who was the next to step up. Mm-hmm. When uh, Shawn Michaels was champion, Bret Hart was champion. You right. had Stone Cold, uh, The Rock, Triple H. You had all those guys competing for the intercontinental championship, and it was a war. Bret Hart. You got to throw Bret in there as well. Bret Hart. But then when they went to the next level, they could carry the company. Each one of them could carry the company. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, okay, can you main event? Do you are you over enough to main event? And the Mm -hmm. US championship should be the same way. I agree. And a a lower tier belt to just kind of say, okay, we got a belt. That's where your television title comes in at. I agree. And, you know, AEW has a TV title. They just don't have a mid. So they're kind of in reverse. So mm-hmm. they're, they're having their TV be a, a heavy hitter uh, more often than not being defended uh, versus the heavyweight. But they just don't have that mid-card title. So uh, they're, they're interesting. I guess you could say they're polar little opposites of what's happening right now. WWE has multiple and not using the rest of their full advantage. AEW needs to get multiple, and they're still, you know, like Flintstones kids, 10 million strong and growing. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But speaking of championships, I guess that would kind of be a good segue into the reason for the season, the purpose for the deal tonight, which is first and foremost, we are not going to make anybody wait until the end of the show. We're going to jump right into the first picks of 2021. And what better pay-per-view than the EC 
aka the elimination chamber so as you can tell the nubian sumo is absent he is out there nubianing or sumoing or whatever the heck he does when he's not on a podcast so we will give him a shout out and gingerly tell the story about that time that he and i were in the elimination chamber uh and the sports arena of the espn zone and then you know he was coming forward and i just picked him up slammed him into the pod beat the crap out of him and then just left him a bloody pulp and then just left because i didn't even care about winning the championship at that point i really just wanted to beat the hell out of james so since he's not here I figured I'd just go ahead and put that story out there because, you know, it happened. I can imagine what he's going to say when he hit that. He probably like, dang, I remember that time, too, until my yeah. head bust up against the wall, and then I forgot everything that happened the rest of that day. You know, he nah. gets amnesia sometimes. He got a four-letter word waiting for you. I don't know. He's not on the show, so obviously we'll be waiting for him. <laughs> You may have to do the two-minute show when he comes back on trying to say something. As soon as he get ready to, uh, you know, form his lips, show's over. <laughs> you know, we, we got to get it. But in all seriousness, we really do have the Elimination Chamber happening tomorrow. We really are going to do our picks. So we're going to take it. I guess this will be a throwback pick show to where it's just me and you, one-on-one for your Nintendo-like uh uh, was it Jordan versus Bird and and everything else going back in the day? So Ooh, Jordan versus Bird, mm. the wars that I had on that game. <laughs> Great commercials back in the day too for for those. That's when everything mattered. But we're not going to get into a tangent on commercials because I'm still mad that all these serial commercials happen and you know these kids get the end of the story before summer break. Like, remember, you had to wait until the end of the summer to find out who took the tricks or who got the lucky charms. You know, every week you keep watching the commercials, watching the cartoons on Saturday to see if there's another chapter. You're like, dang it, that's the same damn commercial. And then as soon as you get to August, right before school go in, boom, there's the end of the daggone thing. It's like silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. Like, I knew it. I knew it every time. But you just had to get there. It was a, it was, it was a journey. And it made you want to eat the cereal. Or not really, he just really wanted to find out the rest of what happened in between, you know, watching Goof Troop and all that other stuff. But, you know, y'all whoop a snap was on on about that. You know about that? Goof Troop. And Tailspin and all them good shows back in the day, you know, Dark Winged Duck. I could go on, but that's just one station. One station. Number one, you showed your age. Number two, you oh, read my mind. I remember, shoot, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day. We was reminiscing on the 18 uh, cartoon and, and Mr. T and Hammer Man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> that, was, that was the extra throwback right there. Kid and play, man. Kid and play. Yeah, yeah. Baby's kids. Yeah. All that Damn. good stuff, man. There was some, some good shows back there. Ace Ventura. That's what yeah. mornings is like. Video games, man. Let me go ahead and watch these cartoons real quick up until noon. Pretty much. See, I, I had a little different though, because you know it was only cartoons from maybe about seven to nine. Then I had to watch TNBC, man. Once once I was in middle school, it was TNBC on Saturday mornings. Oh, I had to watch okay. 
my hang time, especially hang time. Hang time is my thing. Well, but you know, yeah. But say about a bell, I was watching that on uh, other stations, so that's why I didn't jump too deep into that. But you know, shout out to uh, uh, the family of Screech Man, Dustin Diamond, rest in peace. Um, since uh, you know that's kind of recent and one of the early tragedies of 2021, you know, yeah. every, everybody remembers Street Screech. He was the the nerd that never got any props. That once in a while got the girl. Once yeah, in a while. Never had a Stefan moment, unfortunately. So, you know, he couldn't morph uh, to, to really get the girl. But, you know, he, 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 he was the mold that a lot of these other shows, you know, stole that type of character from and built uh, their other teen shows on Nickelodeon and Disney. Uh, you know, Nick Cannon. Um, you, know, you know how it is. But getting back to the, 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 the pause for the cause. I gave you enough time to get your mind right so that way you can relax. Because, you know, I want you to have your po -po -po poker face, uh, as Lady Gaga would say, so you can get these picks wrong. No, 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 no. Not Lady Gaga. No. Yeah. 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 Kanye West, common. Yeah. I make a face. No, because you oh. are this. Now I know Oh, God. I, I, well, maybe Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to front. Got count your bless. When you sit down at the table. You don't know about that. That's before your time. Right there. Man, hey, I, 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 I learned a lot from Kenny Rogers. What you know about, about that? Game? You know about that, that boy. That's before your time right there. <laughs> That's before your time. That's when you used to sit down in front of the TV and watch Hee Haw. Watching it now, you didn't realize, like, God dang, they were some Southern people. You didn't realize that. It was just funny. <laughs> you, you you going deep tonight, man. We got a sing-along going on. Well, shoot, we could do a, uh, I don't really have any. Oh, there we go. We could do a reenactment of uh, 1159. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wait. TV's off. <laughs> Most people don't remember TV used to go off. <laughs> That's way back. <laughs> Shoot, like, somebody shot JR. No! What are we going to find out what happened? Uh, in about four months. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a dream sequence. How the hell did that happen? Oops, spoiler My bad. Before we go into the, the elimination chain, I'm going to tell you a story. Really, uh -huh. really fast. My mother tells this story every birthday. Every time my birthday comes around. She said, you was born. I got to the hospital at 1020. You was born at 1027. I was trying to see who shot JR, but you had to show up, huh? <laughs> you ruined everything, man. That was crucial. Like the whole world stopped back then. You just don't know. I said, Ma, I didn't have a choice. I mean, it was my time. That episode, that was on the news. That's how serious that was. When that, when that episode ended, like, 11 o'clock news, people were like, they shot JR. No. Who did it? You know they reenacted when they brought Dallas back, right? They did it again. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Larry Hagman wasn't in that, the new Dallas. Well, they did, a re they did bring it back, but then they did it again, right? Yeah, he was in it. Was he? I thought mm -hmm. he passed away. He passed away during filming. Oh, I think okay. that was the last season that he passed away. 
Oh man, rest in peace, Larry Hagman, man. Don't don't know about that, man. Shoot. Let me go ahead and jump out there and, and get my talking car. Like Michael, <laughs> what's going on? Like you see a red light and it wasn't the police and that red light going back and forth. You knew you had your things. Shoot, night rider all day long. Mr. Feeney, man, that's who that was. That was Mr. Feeney. As soon as the boy meets world came on, I was like, oh, kid. <laughs> then eventually he became Mr. Feeney, but you know, for the first two seasons, it was boy meets kid. That, that, that's all it was to me. <laughs> like, let there be a kid named Michael in that class. I would have lost my mind. But they were smart. They didn't do that. But uh, he would have said, what's the answer, Michael? Like, no! That that would made my day, man. Shout out to, shout out to uh, what was that, Ben Savage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for clarification, KG, uh, I know we've gone off on a tangent again, but this is a wrestling show. Um, as, as made prevalent by the background with uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan and uh, the giant looking extremely pissed off like he's constipated trying to drop one behind <laughs> me. Um, so I, I think we should actually, for the sake of the people that were not born in the dark ages when TV went off and all these great cartoons that they'll never understand were on, but you could probably get it on Netflix. And if you go to Netflix, just make sure you slide me a stock option since I just put you down with some greatness. Um, but tomorrow night, Elimination Chamber, 7 p.m. on the WWE Network start time until it becomes 7 p.m. on the Peacock Network showing the WWE Network. I don't know how this whole thing is going to work. $10. I guess I got to get a Peacock t-shirt in the midst of my bada boom, realest guy in the room. Enzo Amore and Big Cass t-shirt. Uh, we're going to start the picks off with your girl, allegedly, and the women's tag team championship. So Shayna and Nia going one-on-one with my girl Bianca Belair and the boss, Sasha Banks. Since it's 2021, we're turning over a new leaf, and I want to give you the opportunity to be the first loser I'm going to let you pick first because I'm a nice guy. You're welcome. Mm. I, I had a post about Naya earlier this week, and I, I said, you know, she's not like most girls, but I'm going to go. Naya yeah. and Shane. To retain? Because uh, they got something bigger lined up for Bianca Belair. It's, it's, you, and it ain't the tag team scene. Why, why, why are you seeing my notes, man? I don't have to see it. We've been doing this for three years. Almost. Come August 25th, it'll be three years. You think a little bit of you ain't rubbed off on me? That I'm not looking ahead and seeing the bigger picture? I'm not just looking like this. I see it all. 2020 vision. Funny money vision, baby. I'm with you. But. What if they do put the belts on them, and that is what starts the feud between the two? That could happen. I doubt it, though, because I do agree. I think uh, Bianca and Sasha are going to have some issues, especially uh, coming off of SmackDown. I think Carmella is going to kind to come into play to start this rift with, uh, between the two, uh, Bianca and Sasha, through the catalyst of Reginald the Sommelier. Uh, which they better be careful with because I don't know if that's an inside joke on 
uh, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> to just use it that way. You see Smollett. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Every time I watch Unforgiven, he starts going through that. I'm like, oh, man. That first time, I'm like, whoo. Oh, snap. He's going there. Juicy. Yeah, man. I thought you was really talking about some French dude. You went all in over my head. Stop that, Dave. You stop that. So, all right. So, that's your first and only dual pick where you pick the same person as I did. You're not allowed to do that no more. I hate Next pick. Uh, United States Championship match. Uh, It's a triple threat. Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle. Versus Keith Lee, the newly engaged. Congratulations, Keith Lee. So, uh, congrats on um, getting her to say yes. Because I'm quite sure you said if you don't take this ring and say yes, woman, you don't get that pounce. So, uh, just because he, he's white hot, I know we were talking about the championship, um, but Bobby Lashley and what he's doing as a heel, uh, holding the United States Championship, man, he just captures my attention. And then I know it sounds crazy, but uh, his uh, Hurt Business theme music, when he comes down to that, man, it just, that's just some hype music, man. It's like uh, almost uh, Untouchables level of music. From You know, when you watch Untouchables and you hear that, that soundtrack, you know it's going down. You know, them boys are about to put in that work. And that's how I feel about the, uh, the Hurt Business, especially when Bobby is concerned. So I'm going to actually keep the belt on Bobby Lashley. Matt Riddle is just that person in there just to add a little flavor to the uh the storyline but uh and no no disrespect to keith lee but u.s is too small for him uh, i think he needs to be in that heavyweight championship run by wrestlemania but that's just me so your turn sir i agree with you but i also disagree yes the the united states championship is too small for one keith lee but he has to start somewhere. He hasn't had a championship since he left. <laughs> he ain't had a championship since he left uh, NXT. So give me Keith Lee in this one. Put the United States championship on him. But that's only a stepping stone. Because I think, in my heart of hearts, he's going to be a dual champion once again. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be United States and Intercontinental Champion. No, I was thinking both world championships. I can see that, too. And, you know, that could be he becomes money in the bank winner, wins the championship uh, as while he's still money in the bank winner, and then cashes the money in the bank and take the other one. Yeah, but how many? Not let me know. Just because he can. And then after that, be like, I just wanted to show you all that I could just take whatever I want. And then just drop the belt. Well, whatever let me ask- does want. Say it again. How many how many wrestlers have held two championships every level that they went? You know, he's held the North American and the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. If he holds the US and the, and the Continental, and if he holds both heavyweight championship belts, that'll be a first, won't it? I think so, because I mean there's been a lot of people that have held two, but not at the uh, the same level at the same time that I can recall. We'll have to, you know, dig through this was in the majors, I guess, at WWE and Stuff like that. Um, I guess you can kind of throw a little bit of dual ECW stuff in there. We know Chris Jericho did it with uh, the the two championships, but uh, on the heavyweight side. But he, he would potentially 
be the first person that we would fact check to see if that was something mid card um, and then uh, lower level. Kurt Ang was the only one I know mid card, but he didn't hold both championships as a major. Yeah. He was your your Euro Intercontinental Champion. So it, it, he could be in uh, rarefied air, so to speak, if he can make that happen. So we're wishing him uh, or trying to will that into submission uh, so that way they can take that concept and run with it and see what happens. Speaking it's of running, Yeah, exactly. Speaking of uh, paying it forward, running it back, um, this one is going to be kind of an up in the air. So we're not going to pick on it, but I just want to speak on it because I know you may have uh, some thoughts. The Raw Women's Championship was billed as Oscar versus Lacey Evans. But now we discovered that Lacey Evans has got a little bit of that woo, Ric Flair drip for the storyline. But truthfully, she has got that. Her husband uh, had that corona time and he got her pregnant for real. Oops. So, Lacey, if you would like to make sure that you can do everything you want to do after you give birth nine months from now, go ahead and listen to the Sideline Junkies episode that covered exactly how to properly uh, pump and store your breast milk so that way you can come back to the WWE as fast as possible because we took the time to cover it to make your life simple. Oh, and by the way, hey, Becky, yeah, you should listen to it, too, because I'm quite sure with all of your CrossFit training that you've been posting pictures of, you'd like to go ahead and not just be the man, be the mom that is actively wrestling and probably has a tremendous comeback very, very soon. So we did the work so that way you could take advantage and get back on track. But with all that said, Lacey 9 out of 10 is not wrestling. So not at all. Would you say would fill that hole? Ooh, that that that's not good. Who, <laughs> who would you say will fill that spot and face Oscar? Me too. Me too. Me too. Ladies and gentlemen, guy, guy. Those that are listening, we are so sorry. The views of the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, and filling holes. <laughs> Does not represent sideline junkies as a whole. Well, damn, I just said whole. Okay, well, damn it. I'm sorry. To all the Barbies in the world, I'm so sorry. I personally, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm talking to it. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, w- that was not me. That's not how I am. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Hold on. Yes, you're, you're absolutely correct. We got to. Make sure that you know you're good on that. Um, so accept my apology. Oh, you're the greatest ever. No problem. We'll make sure that you're okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> hey man, Bray, why can I have puppets? Why can I have uh, a Jay Cargill Barbie? This is what you are. Trail <laughs> uh, <Feral> mix? <laughs> no, you're nuts. No, oh, sorry. I was just trying to hold my nuts. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> oh. 
Uncle Drew joke. Don't worry about it. It's it's okay. It's all right. So who would you put as her opponent now? Are you going to just throw, uh, I mean, Bianca could come back and face Asuka and beat her and then be her own opponent in the main event, which would be uh, not the first time something like that's happened, but that'd be kind of interesting. You know what? I, not even a, to, to bullshit you, but just to, just to throw something out there and it's fresh. You have Nia and Shayna retain. Right. Four opponents for Oscar. You have Nia and Shayna in a triple threat. So they got to beat the hell out of each other to win the championship. Well, we saw what happened at Warrior Rumble. There's no exactly. rough loss. You, you, you play on that to build that up. And then they get the bickering back and forth, and Oscar beats both of them. Actually, didn't, uh, um, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, Oh God! Uh, the the nightmare uh, from NXT just got called up. I know that's bad. I'm brain farting on her now. This is my brutality theme song. You know what I'm talking about? I'm totally. Uh, I know that's bad. I'm, I'm, come on, you got you, you the Barbie got, took me off, man. It took me all out of whack. It, it, it took me all out of whack. Let me let me let me let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. Change that. The nuts? No, no, no. Yeah. Leave my nuts out of this. Um Gotti! Gotti! <laughs> I mean, Rhea this may Ripley. be a stretch. Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rhea Ripley. That may be a stretch. But she's not doing anything, so she could just pop up and face Oscar and actually well. That's what I'm saying. If she beats Oscar. Then I would want to see that match at WrestleMania. Uh, Oscar, I mean, um, Oscar Rhea versus Bianca. Bianca. Yeah, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea versus Bianca. Yeah, I would want to see that. You, you know, truth else told, I want to see right now. So again, truth be told, backstage, you know, they, they get along very, very well. Yeah, but I think that chemistry of them getting along well would be very good for TV. Yeah, I agree. With I, that. I, I think I would. I think I, I, I'd be that probably would sell out the curtain. I agree. I agree. So that was just like I just wanted to put it out there. But what's your thoughts on them kind of pinning uh, the situation into the Ric Flair angle? It fits. They, didn't, they didn't come out and say it, but you, it's but implied. They you know, it said it. TG. TG. Like we all, Ric Flair don't he don't have that relations thing. That's not something Rick. Oh, but we are talking about Ric Flair. Everybody know that he's out there. Woo 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 woo. Genetic jackhammering and and uh, uh, laying it down. Excuse me, I'm waiting for him to say, you know, Lacey couldn't resist a ride on good old Space Mountain. Now you Oldest know what? Ride, but the longest line. You know what would be even better? I know I doubt it would happen, but this is just a pipe dream. If uh, they do a segment backstage, because, you know, she's got some time. She could actually do segments and stuff like that up until. But um, if she's doing a segment and then Rick's like, I'm so happy, you know, I'm going to be a dad again. And then she says, who says you're the father? She's like, what? And then here comes Jay Lethal. 
with the Ric Flair impersonation. <laughs> like, oh my god, that'd be that'd be so awesome. It's, you know, it'd be like it was dark and be like, I didn't know what was happening, but it, you were just an animal that night. And then here comes Jay Lethal. Did I? <laughs> and then that's how he that's how he would get introduced to WWE. That that'd be like, oh my God. And then Rick would be just devastated that Jay Lethal slid in, in into the DMs for real. And uh leading me. Yeah. And then went to comp that rod to Space Mountain. Mm. You know, you know it's kind of icy out here, so you know it's easy to slide in the DMs. <laughs> Well, you better be careful. I don't want you getting in trouble. Who getting in trouble? That's probably what James is doing right now. He out there trying to slide into some DMs. Don't 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 get James suplex, please. Don't. <laughs> don't. You're not hanging out with Nye right now. No. He's got to make sure you know he's got the little donut, so that way if she's uncomfortable, you just slide it right there so she can sit down and. And be safe because she injured herself last week. You know, that's the least he can do. You don't look at. I mean, I don't mind a, a suplex. No, no, no. No, no suplex. No, no Gordon Soley special. Okay. It's Saturday night. It's not. Oh my God! Did you pay the bill? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Or is it? Or is James hacking us? Is he hacking us from afar? No, I don't think he's hacking. Got to double check. You know, you don't pay the bill sometimes. I'm not. I'm. I'm not the one in charge of that. Well, well who's not answering the phone? Me, oh, well, I'm not. I'm not answering the phone. Take that bill. Uh, you here? We got you. You back? I'm here. I'm here. All right. Yeah, there we go. Check. We only thirty eight. We only thirty eight minutes in. You ruined it all right now. Who in the microwave? Tell them to close the microwave. They messing up the show. <laughs> no food in the microwave. Oh man, that's a travesty. That's probably why everything going south. All right, so. Let's jump into uh, one of the big ones, and that being the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber. So we know in this one, just because he's Super Cena 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0, that being Drew McIntyre, and we all know how I feel about the Super Cena effect, which in essence is them letting him beat everybody. And they're subsequently being nobody to beat him. So what did we do with uh, Drew McIntyre? We put him in the chamber. We have him defend his championship in the elimination chamber. So that means that it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus the recently re-heel turn Sheamus versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus Kofi Kingston, versus Jeff Hardy. And the caveat is that we know that Sheamus has won uh, the gauntlet, so he will be the last entrant into the Elimination Chamber. So, 
I believe uh, this pick is yours. So, Drew, is he going to main or retain uh, his championship? Is Sheamus going to take it? Is Randy Orton going to be able to get his fiendness out of the way to be able to take the belt? Is AJ Styles going to walk out the champion once again? Kofi Mania back again? Possibly, possibly not. Or are they going to say, well, since Matt Hardy is still reinventing himself, we're just going to give it to Jeff Hardy. That's the choice. What's going to happen with the WWE Championship and Monday Night Raw? I'm going to say, and I'm being quite honest here, I'm not being facetious. Jeff Hardy. Now, pull my coat and follow me on this one. The reason why I say... Spell it out. (laughs) The reason why I say Jeff Hardy, because there's talk that he's going to uh, bring in Brother Nero. Uh, What's the other character he has? Brother Nero and... um, Help me out. He's got another character? Yeah. uh, What is... uh, Willow. Willow, yeah. That, and I read in the search sheet that he's talking about trying to develop that. So I consider them both the same character. To me, they, oh. they were pretty similar. <laughs> One had a daggone umbrella. But then again, if they uh, bring in Marty Skrull, then the umbrella gimmick is already taken care of. Yeah. I have to see how that plays out. So I don't know if Willow I'll will be. Jump on. Yeah. Now, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Willow tied into uh, or or um, uh, uh, the other one tied into the Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse, and that could be how that could come to fruition. But he had to be kidnapped first, so uh, I'd probably say Brother Nero would be uh, the better way. But we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. But Jeff wait, Hardy, wait, interesting wait. choice. Imagine this. Imagine a fiend kidnaps Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. unleashes br- Brother Nero, and then in in turn, you get broken Matt Hardy. Not woken, broken. I don't get broken Matt Hardy in the WWE again. Because remember when he first came over, they weren't Vince didn't get the whole broken thing. But he didn't own the he didn't own the rights to the gimmick. He was fighting with uh, Ring of Honor for the rights right. to the gimmick. He owns the gimmick now. Now, if you get broken, Matt Hardy, back in WWE just for a short run, just to say he did it, and you got that little stable with the Fiend, broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero, who's well, beat? Tony Khan did say that he this week that he is open. The door is open. The opportunity is open. For WWE too, or I'm sorry, ding ding, hello, uh, you know, ring the bell, knock on my door as uh, uh, somebody who we don't even really see anymore, being Alistair Black. Uh, where is he? Have you seen him? Did anybody knock on his door recently so he could be on a show somewhere? We know we know his wife is streaming. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That that's a, another another uh, 
example of bur- talent being buried in WWE. We don't see him, him, Ricochet, and uh, Mustafa Ali. It's a, it's a gang load of guys that have been kind of sort of buried. And it, I, I never, I, I, as exciting as Alistair Black and Ricochet were as a team, why would you ever break them up? They were fan favorites. That is just, I know they always want to, you're going to the big leagues, kid, when you leave NXT. But the times have changed. NXT is the big leagues. So if NXT, in most instances, is drawing more than Raw most of the time, then the treatment that they get when they leave Raw, I'm sorry, when they leave NXT to go to Raw, should be equal. It shouldn't be a Keith Lee costume change, theme song change, and then like, really? You know, what the heck is that? You know, I I hate to see, and hopefully it won't happen, um, Damian Priest, you know, starting to go down and they have nothing for him again. You know, they need to put this to good use, so to speak. And Give the people what they want to, to, to take a phrase from AEW and Excalibur and the best friends. So we just need to see how that's going to go. So with that being said, I guess I have to make my pick. And as much as I'm going to hate saying this, the Super Cena effect, I think, is still going to happen. I would love Sheamus to win, but I doubt it. So I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre somehow retaining. And that'll probably only be because he's going to be the entrant before Sheamus. So with that being said, he still be kind of fresh. And then uh, we're good to go. So you still good over there? Yeah. Yeah. Right, you, business, that's all. you said what? Handling business, handling business. Oh, that's so Uso's theme music right there. That's how we do it on the ringtone game. That was uh, on a side note. Uh, one of my friends uh, had never seen the movie Wally. So uh, I told him he needs to watch that or he's dumb. And he just uh, texted me back saying, great movie. Like, yeah, I don't know that. But, you know, <laughs> I'm glad he got to enjoy arguably one of the best Pixar movies of all time. So we're going to jump from one chamber to the other. And the only reason why we're not going to put anything in the middle is because uh, the overall main event, in my opinion, is 100% codependent upon this chamber match. So the universal championship in the state of SmackDown being uh, up for grabs. We've got Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and Baron Corbin. The winner of said chamber match will have an immediate that night opportunity at Roman Reigns. So I'm going to let you pick it because, unfortunately, I believe this is going to be heavily storyline driven and you're going to go one way. 
potentially. So, who you think is going to walk? Know. Yeah. And I, is it that obvious? Yeah. Truthfully, and and the sad thing is, I would really like Jay to win. Really. And then have that play out. And then you've got the 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 tugging of what happens, the dynamic of the family. Yeah. Look, I, I would mind Daniel Bryan getting one more shot too. Because I think uh the promo material between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns will be pretty intense. Yeah. And that, that, that match between Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar was shocking and, and, and amazing at the same time. You just, everybody just thought it was going to be a squash match. And the next thing you know, Daniel was putting up one a hell of a fight. And that yes move and everything else was just hitting on all cylinders. He couldn't make it happen because Brock was Brock. But at the same time, he made a believer in everybody watching that match after the two-minute mark because you're like, oh, snap. DB could have a shot. But, unfortunately, for storyline purposes, we are on the official road to WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, we kind of got to put Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, potentially. But then again, we still have to also keep in the back of our heads that Edge has not announced his Money in the Bank pick. Which would also be kind of interesting because Edge wouldn't pick Roman if Roman's not the champion. So you kind of got another another thing to figure out. So well, you went out on a limb and picked Jeff Hardy. So I'm actually going to go out on a limb. I'm gonna go on a limb and pick Jay Uso. Ooh. Now I got a chance. Cause I had you down as a uh... KO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb on that one. Just because I'm hoping that they do the swerve, which would cause KO to still show up after that, and you know, it may be Jay doing the drop down, do the right thing for the family, lay down and take this one, two, three. And then KO shows up and ruins that. And then that's how we parlay. You know, Edge spears and picks Roman or something like that. But Roman has to be the champion going into WrestleMania. Period. He may lose it at Mania, but he has to be the champion going in. So I don't want that opportunity to be taken away in that fashion. Because I think if Edge interferes, then KO would win the match against Roman. So I kind of want Roman to be there. So I'm kind of being selfish with that. If they have this in the Continental Championship match, we'll, we'll do the picks for this because this could be one of those filler matches uh, for the Intercontinental Big E versus Apollo Crews. Who would you have? Big E, no question in my mind because his push is long overdue. But they never, they never intended him to be as successful as he is and was with the New Day. Right. So his push is long overdue. It's supposed it has to happen. 
But with with this push, I'm gonna tell you where it's gonna end at. Where's that? Biggie versus Keith Lee. Yeah. And that's gonna be a match made in heaven. Sixty minute Iron Man match from the nineties. Are oh, you taking it back? Yeah. The Bret Hart Shawn Michaels special right there. Oh, Bret Hart and uh, lost, who never mm-hmm. lost because he never tapped out. He, he he passed out from loss of blood. That wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> Which became for how many years one of the most iconic uh, images during the WWE reel. Uh, when you're, you know, loading in and you just see Stone Cold, uh, blood, you know, especially on the ones that says, do not try this at home. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, talking earlier, that was one of the T-shirts on uh, WWF Attitude. You could actually have that on one of your character's T-shirts. Mm-hmm. But mm. did you not see what Apollo did on SmackDown? That this, this, this evil or... or, or, or aggressive side of Apollo Crews, you know, where he allegedly threw the ring steps down on Big E. Big E could be injured in some capacity, and Apollo could actually take the championship away. So we don't know if it's going to be a shoulder injury and he's going to be taped up, if it's going to be ribs. Um, I doubt they'll go the concussion angle. So that could open the opportunity for Apollo to win. So I'm actually going to pick Apollo, Apollo Cruz because we Biggie is long overdue for his strong push, but Lord knows Apollo is like on life support. Very, very unutilized talent. Biggie was utilized mostly because he was tied into the New Day, but Apollo has been kind of flailing along and even they didn't even put him with the, the hurt business, so he has no backup. Now he's heel turning and he just flail it out there all along. So give the man a shot. He could lose it on, on the following SmackDown, but just give him a shot. So with that being said, out of well, you picked Kevin Owens, so I'm assuming you want Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. I would love it. So who would your pick be between the two to win? That championship match. And this would this be an official pick? Yep. If it happens, so that'd be a, a double win. KO. All right. So I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. So either way, if it's KO is in, then that'll lock it in and you'll be good to go for your pick. Uh, if it's not KO, who would you pick? Anybody oh, but Roman. So Roman's gonna lose no matter what. You got to take the belt on just for a little while. Don't don't. Everybody listening and watching, please don't get your panties in the bunch. You got to take the belt off him for a little bit, just a little bit. Really? Because well, you got you got to see how to Drew McIntyre. Huh? Tell him to do that to Drew. Well, they did for a minute, but. At, People got their panties in a bunch when Randy Orton was the champion. I'm like, I've been waiting for Randy to be the champion for years. I'm with you. Well, I'm doubling down on Roman all across the board. Okay. So 
this, this, this could be a, a double win for you or a solo win for me, technically. It just depends. Because, I mean, if Jay wins, and I guess technically I w- it would be a, a double uh, opportunity, but Jay's not winning that belt. So, no. yeah, Roman's walking away. No. And that's just how that's going to be, in my esteemed opinion. I know, you know, you have some crazy thoughts out there sometimes, but in my esteemed opinion, we're going to hear my ringtone kick in, and then Roman Reigns is going to be the man, the tribal chief, the head of the table, the man that gets the big piece of chicken. That's the man that paid the bills. Allegedly. He ain't paid my bills yet. Try and get my Samoan life on. That's all I'm saying. Now, you talking about ringtones. I got a new ringtone this week. So whenever I get a text message, it's the Power Rangers. So the Power Rangers? The original Power Rangers theme song, though? <laughs> oh. oh, God. I had a whole argument with my wife about it. She was like, that's Kim Possible. I was like, no. The Power Rangers. That's Kim Possible. It's not. Oh. I miss that show, too. I, I miss the original Power Rangers. Once they started going left and everybody, that first incarnation in 93 and then the second incarnation, after that, I was pretty much done. Once they started driving cars, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> then it became Voltron. Yeah. I was like, I, I'd rather watch uh, Big Bad Beetle Bulls than watch what, this. What you know about that? You know about the Beetle uh, I got it. <laughs> they used to show that on on, on Fox Kids oh. on Fridays, oh and God. it came on before uh, Goosebumps. That's right. We are dropping some nuggets on the, <laughs> on the viewers right now. They didn't even know about Beetle. What the heck? You mean Beetlejuice? Yeah, that was a cartoon too. But no, no, Beetle Boys, baby. Beetle And while you at it, take a left at uh, Cybertron and go over and check out them GoBots. They don't know about that. Then if we really going to do it, we're going to do the Conan show, the Conan uh, cartoon. Uh, you got see you 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 throw in GoBots. You got to throw in the Silverhawks, man. What you know about that? That Tally Hawk. If we're going to throw in Silverhawks, action figure. Oh man, you're going to throw in Mask. You're going to uh, throw in um uh oh gosh, there was so many good things. What's the one I'm thinking about? Brave Star. I don't know if you remember that. Shoot. What was, so, it, what was it? Was it um, Mighty Max? Yep. That that was another one I used to watch all the time. Now, I can't find that anywhere. I think it's on YouTube, but it's not good quality. But well, I want to watch of, it again. Static Shock is on uh, HBO Max. And I have HBO Max. I love Static Shock. So uh, that was a good one. Great superhero. Uh, great role model. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, way ahead of its time. Hopefully, it gets a live action adaptation at some point. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. What else? What else we used to watch uh, back in the day before Black Belt Theater kicked in? Um, Spider Man. Oh yeah, and the X Men, OG yep. X Men, and mm-hmm. the Marvel uh, show that would come on like six o'clock in the morning on Saturday. That's when you had to catch it in uh, Baltimore, six a.m. Uh, it was six to six thirty, if you're lucky. So I would have to make sure I wake up early enough to creep downstairs to see 
if uh, the Marvel uh, animated cartoon was on before the other X-Men. So, you know, Iron Man and all that was on there. But that, that stuff was, it was hardcore. It was hardcore. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you liked that one. Oh, man. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> that, uh, uh, Tick. Yep, the Tick. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, and then uh, Aliens. Clone mm-hmm. That was a good one. Like all these radar movies, they got they turned into Robocop. Yep. <laughs> as, as crazy as that was, he walking around, let's go, Lewis. Like, what? What? And they fight ED-209s everywhere. Drop it. Biker Mice from Mars. The original oh, Biker Mice. Yes, yes. If you do that, you definitely got to talk about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, and then uh, my man, Yosaki Yojimbo. I don't know. Remember uh, the Bunny Rabbit? Uh, I remember that. That was some good times back then. Like, shoot, these kids, they don't know about that, that damn boy. They don't know about that. See, getting up at, during the week to go to school, I would have to get up at 630. And I would always turn on, you know, that was your Fox channel in Baltimore, but down here is this WBFF. Mm-hmm. And I would watch Sailor Moon. What? <laughs> Evil by Moonlight. Think about that. If we talk about Sailor Moon, you got to take it a, a step further in anime land, the Ronin Warriors. I don't know if you caught that mess. Well, my man, Ryo Wildfire. Man. Like, who needs a Naruto? Ronin Warriors with the thing, boy. My man Anubis come out there quaking with fear. You just knew you was getting destroyed. And then, uh, you know, I guess we have to give the nod to Dragon Ball Z when it first came out. Well, you know, well, Dragon I don't Ball- have to the, the cell fight yet because, you know, 18 hours of conversation in between each punch. Every time I turn around, it's the same daggone episode. Like, what the heck? Like, man, I've been gone three months. How are y'all still fighting the fool? Don't 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 let BJ hear you say that. He can hear it all day long. It's the truth. It's the now, truth. Come to Dragon Ball Z. It's because of him and a friend of ours, uh, Donnell. I used to get now mind you, I'm grown. I'm 20 years old, <laughs> and I would leave work on a Friday because that's when they showed Dragon Ball Z, and I would shoot home just so I could. Drop my stuff off in the house. Speak to my grandmother. If I got paid that day, drop my check in her pocket. Like, I'll be back in a little bit. Just to run down the street to go to Donnell House. And Donnell was a grown man. Donnell was in his late 20s, early 30s. And we all had to, we all piled up at his house to watch Dag on Dragon Ball Z. Turn down. That, uh, and then when uh, Cartoon Network had Tsunami on, Tsunami used to come oh, on Friday at 2 o'clock. Heck yeah. Johnny Bravo, all that stuff. <laughs> Space goes coast to coast. Man. All that stuff was just, just hot fire back in the day. Spitting hot fire like Dylon. That's where it was at. So since we just went down memory lane and all that stuff, we're going to wrap the show up, I guess, with name the cartoon that uh, really affected your life the most like. It, it pretty much was just ingrained into your being for the longest period of time. Maybe up until now. What cartoon for you 
was uh was that cartoon. It was you know. If you remember, this is the the mid nineties. The Spider Man that came on on Fox in the mid nineties. Mm, yes. Because that shaped everything. And I tell my kids about it. I say, I was a senior in high school, had a girlfriend. She'd be like, come on, walk me home. And I would, we got out of school at 2.35, like, all right, I'm going to walk you home. Because she lived behind me. But I was like, before you go home, we got stopped by my house. She was like, for what? I was like, Spider-Man's coming on. What do you mean? <laughs> she was like, are you serious? Yes, dear, I'm serious. And she would come. Sometimes she would come by. She didn't have to stay out for basketball practice. She came by and she watched Spider-Man. And then mm. I would walk home. But that was like nothing stopped me from watching Spider-Man at 3 o'clock. Yep. No homework. <laughs> no girls. Spider-Man at 3 o'clock. And when those episodes come back on or I can catch those, nothing stops me from watching those. And I'm able to really followed it because they went a lot off the comic book yeah. and um spider-man is my favorite of all time i always wanted to be spider-man you know a lot of people want to be batman i always wanted to be spider-man and watching the movies and everything if it wasn't true to the comic book i was upset like when uh what was that was that that was spider-man 3 with toby mcguire mm -hmm. i held court in the movie theater which part the whole movie like yeah. i had a bunch of little kids sitting around me i was in there with my son my oldest son dario who's sitting over here playing gta but i was in there with him his cousin and then his mother and we were sitting there and they were asking me questions all the other little kids kept leaning in i was like oh no come here let me explain this to y'all and i'm explaining everything that's going to happen in the movie and why it's happening and what led up to it? I said, "Did you got to watch out? You got to watch the whole series that went for a week with the Insidious Six. They was like, "What's that?" I said, "Man, write this stuff down because you're gonna need to watch this." <laughs> when I say I held court during Spider-Man movies, I held court during Spider-Man movies in mm. my house right now. The movie poster for Spider-Man Three is hanging in my hallway. That's how deep it is. Respect. All right, so for me, it is the almighty G.I. Joe. Really? Yeah, man. It's just something about, you know, now I know, and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> and then, you know, that, that crossed so many things because from there, you know, that was really the, the launcher point for me of the Sergeant Slaughter character. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know what we had in WWF and E, but... Man, when Sarge was in animated form and he's just out there doing his thing, it was just like, get him, Sarge. And then, you know, the different characters from uh, Zartan, Tomax and Zaymod, and, and, you know, my overall favorite, uh, Nemesis Enforcer, uh, Cobra Commander, uh, uh, just everybody, Duke, you know, Roadblock. I mean, it was just so much. You know, G.I. Joe was just, just that show, man. You could just sit down, just watch it. You know, like even as I'm talking about it right now, and see the opening cinematics and the the battles as that they're, they're it's growing over from left to right, and then they're fighting Cobra and you know GI Joe. You know, I, I'm not gonna sing the song, but real American hero. No, I'm not, I'm not going there. Not not trying to. GI Joe was there. I'm not not trying to do that, but 
Um, you know, G.I. Joe was that show. Man. Well, you know, I didn't understand G.I. Joe because that was when I was really, really young. But then when they started moving up and, you know, it got older and it just, it didn't click with me until I got really, really old and I could really understand it. You didn't have the toys that that, that, that was the first toy that you could break apart, especially, you know, back in the day when they was using rubber bands. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were swapping arms and heads and, and, and legs with people. So by the time we get done, like, you had all new characters and, and toys. And your mom was like, I didn't buy that. What is that? Well, I just traded so-and-so the arm so that way it could look different. Get that arm back. What? You know how long it took me to snap this thing on? And he got the perfect kung fu grip to hold the gun? Man, I had to go back over there and get my arm back. Like, what the hell? Now, see, I had a lot of uh, G.I. Joe toys, I, especially vehicles. I had G.I. Joe vehicles. Never had any action figures, but I had G.I. Joe toys. <laughs> so who now, was driving the, the, the Jeep? No, I had an old school one. I'm talking about the one that was like, yay big. Oh, man. I mean, it was really big, the 12-inch tall uh, action figure. Oh, okay. And the for hair <laughs> and the beard. I had that one. I held on to that for as long as I could. I, I even had Star Trek action figures. Oh, yeah. Until my cousin teased me about it. I was like, dog, you sitting over here playing with dolls. I said, man, they action figures. What are you talking about? They were some dolls. Said, yeah, he was they like, they dolls. dolls. I was like, how you figure they dolls? He's like, don't they clothes come on? I said, yeah, eh? <laughs> Those dolls, man. What's wrong with you? And, I, and after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put these away. It was a while before they actually got real action figures. Yeah, it was like, I'll Star Trek at the doll treatment. For real? Come on, Spock. Houseway. How? Houseway. How? But I love it. I still, yeah. I wish I wish I'd have held on to all that stuff. But I guess we'd be remiss as we're wrapping everything up uh, for this Elimination Chamber show that we should really talk about arguably one of the most iconic cartoons that, uh, well, two of the most iconic cartoons because they're both revolving around WWE Hall of Famers. One of them was Mr. T. And the other one was Hulk, Hulk, the Hulk Hogan cartoon, which had everybody on it from that era. Roddy Piper was the villain. He was rolling with Paul Orndorff. Uh, and then, you know, Hulk Hogan was, was rolling with Andre the Giant. And then, you know, you had Bobby Heenan out there and Mr. Fuji. You know, just everybody was in that cartoon, man. And, you know, at the end, you always had Hogan talking about the prayers, the vitamins, and everything else. So, again, just to reiterate, I don't know Terry Boea, but I know that Hulk Hogan character. And every time you hear, I am a real American, I'm a mark out. Don't know Terry, but I know that Hogan character. Exactly. That's that's how that's how that goes right there. So I know you remember Mr. T and and Hulk Hogan. I remember the Mr. T cereal. What you know about that? I know my mom would never buy it. Yes, <laughs> I had it one time. I had the Mr. T cereal one time. I had the Ghostbuster cereal one time. Other than that, it was you better eat this cereal I bought in this house. Right. Like, right. Mom, we didn't have peach oatmeal for four weeks. You better eat that. It's cold outside. 
Man, I hate oatmeal to this day. Oh my! You, you know, it's only I'll, I'll eat. It has to be flavored oatmeal. I can't. Nope. If, if it's not flavored oatmeal, I'm not going to eat it. If I get a smith, uh, a whiff of the peach, I'll be honest. Like I almost want to throw up. I can barely tolerate the apple. Barely. Not even maple brown sugar. That's not too bad, but I don't want to eat it. But it smells bad. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Can't do it. See that? That's like uh, growing right. up. That's like right. Lucky Charms. My mother bought me one box of Lucky Charms when I was younger, and I ate all the marshmallows out and went to eat the cereal. Oh God, yes, yeah, that's that's. So she, right I never bought me another box of Lucky Charms. Thirty nine years old, she ain't bought me another box yet. You should have did it the other way, man. You should ate all the cereal so that way your last bowl is all marshmallow. You be running I, through the walls. And I didn't think that's about like that. Right there, though, that's discipline. <laughs> The you only gotta, when, you, when you pour it, you got to marshmallow. Put it back. The only time I ever got Lucky Charms as a kid after that, I had to go to my aunt's house because she always bought my cousin Lucky Charms, and he'd be like, "You want a bowl of cereal? What you got? Lucky Charms? Yeah, 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 yeah." But I used to eat the cereal at that time, so I was like, I wasn't just eating the marshmallows; I was eating the cereal. But now I buy Lucky Charms for for the kids, and I don't even eat it. I, I don't touch it. Just can't do it. It's just. Psychologically, she'd have messed you up. I don't like. I think I'm getting old because I'll eat raisin bran and crackling oat bran. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, just just jump over to the frosted mini wheat train, man. Oh, believe me, I'm already on that train. Heck yeah. Then if we want to jazz it up, sugar on that add thing. You some, add you some granola to it. Uh, look, that right there, and Saturday morning cartoons. I'm right. like, I'm I'm living my dream. I'm let's, open here. Let's, let's not talk about cartoons. I'm an old man now, man. I'm eating my cereal watching uh, Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking at it like, yo, man, these little spinning tops is going hard. They you know, <laughs> beasts coming out of them. These kids, you know, you know how Japanese animation has that clothes flying in the wind and they sit there like, oh, go, go, go get them. And then you get the toys, you're like, man, ain't nothing come out this daggone spinning top yet. Well, I can't even three two one three two one launch the daggone thing without it breaking apart. But yeah. Yeah. that daggone uh Beyblade Burst Turbo. That Saturday mornings right there before I go to work. I'm eating my cereal, watching the Beyblades, man. Got that. You're gonna have to, man. It's serious. Just this revolving around literally at its core, spinning tops. But they, they be treating it like, you know. <laughs> Harder than Pokemon. Pokemon was at least like the kids going to school and stuff. These little kids ain't even in school. They just training for four yeah. hours. Like, what are we going to do? Train? All you're doing is this the entire – what are you training for? Kids lifting weights, you know, 13, looking like he, you know, uh, look like Brock Lesnar. Talking about, I'm going to destroy you. Like, yeah, get off them daggone steroids. <laughs> that's, that's what they feed them. They feed them bowls of steroids instead of cereal. Heck yeah, man. But I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to our picks. And then also, this, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and bite the bull on that one, discussing how old we are. It's a rarity, that I'll admit it, because we all know the, the true dinosaur is James. But I don't know. What was that? Mortimer Mouse was his first cartoon? Uh, was, that, was, that, was, that, was that back in the day? Was that the first? No, 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 no. I know James's first cartoon. It was um, the black and white thing with the uh, the the good plenties or whatever candy that was. And they were like, let's all go to the lobby. 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat or snack, whatever the song is. That was his first car, too, right? Was that black and white? I thought she was going to give him Steamboat Mickey, but okay. <laughs> I don't think I could do that whole whistle anymore. <laughs> That's what I thought you was going to give him, but I guess not. No, I went, back, I went before that with Mortimer Mouse. Yeah. You know, it's way back. So, you know, you're welcome, James. You go ahead and uh, in the next two minutes on whatever show we allow you on, get ready to say what you're going to say before we uh, turn it off. Oh, you already know what he's going to say. I, I, can, <laughs> I can hear it right now. And it, it it's going to be a pop on the end of that. It's not as prolific as, you know what I'm saying, when uh, James heard his first thing as a kid, let there be, like, wait a minute, who the heck is talking? Let there be what? Like, man, James sitting there like, you know what? You've been working hard this week. You should go ahead and rest. This was it day seven. Just go and take a nap. Go and take a nap. I mean, you know, you do animals and stuff. You know, I got somebody to play with. Just take a nap. Mm. Like, All right, James. No problem. Thank you, James Earl Jones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> James going to get in your ass, man. Oh, man. Shoot. James was babysat by Morgan Freeman. That's how old he was, man. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, we're not going to start on a tangent of James's old jokes. Oh my God! Because you know, I don't think there's enough time. Because you know, you got to calculate. I mean, how many how many chapters is there uh, in the Bible, man? It's like God dang. Oh, like shoot. You know, David versus Goliath. David beat Goliath because, you know, Goliath was walking backwards, tripped over James. You know, I was like, God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never knew what to do sumo. I ain't, I ain't, I, Wait a minute, I'm before we go, no, before we go, we all know, we see it, you know, every Easter is coming up. Cecil B. DeMille's uh, movie, The Ten Commandments. And we know that, you know, Moses was coming down, you know, in, in the Nile. And then, you know, James was like, hey, that's a baby over there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. He's going to get you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Moses going up uh, with that Mount Sinai, and you know, like, think I'm going to talk to the Lord. James over there rubbing sticks together, bush caught on fire. Like, oh shit! <laughs> Moses oh, all confused. Gosh. It's a burning bush. James hot in the background. Like, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble for this. <laughs> I may oh, burn God. California. <laughs> Too many of them right there. Oh. Okay. okay. As usual, you know you can listen to us on every streaming platform, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I mean, James over there approving the building permits for Moses. Like, uh, uh, it's going to take a couple more days. You, you got to go ahead and fix that corner over there in the ark. There's just something wrong with it. It's going to take a couple weeks. Moses like, but it's going to rain in two days. I don't know what to tell you, man, but that's not up to code. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Yeah, you're going to get in trouble for this, man. I'm going to tell him you was talking about something like that. <laughs> but anybody want to make any comments, uh, questions, uh, yeah. responses, sideline junkies 24-7. Uh, I don't picture that, man. Everybody, everybody hungry in the garden eating. And they're like, what are we going to eat? I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. I mean, we got plants and stuff. Like, what the hell y'all talking about, man? There's some apples over there. For real? Yeah, man, go get you one. The rest is history. Got that going, James, man. Be prepared for the Nubian Sumo's response. That's why he's saying no swine because he, you know, he's guilty because the reason why we eat swine is because he volunteered the apple. <laughs> like, man, there's some snakes over there, but you know that apple's good though. I just want to let y'all know. Oh Lord. Uh huh. Oh, Lord. James walked over to Adam and be like, so I, I heard you got a couple extra ribs. <laughs> like, can, I, can I get the hookup? You know, can you hook up a brother? Yep. They're going to try to You can join in if you want. You can join in if you want. All you. Mm-mm. 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 I, mean, I don't you know, think Monday paid controversial. But I know James was like, yo, man, I know y'all over here, ha- you know, going ham and stuff like that because this man carrying a cross. But who the hell going to pick up all these damn rocks? You know, <laughs> I'm out here barefoot. <laughs> I done stumped my toe four times. Y'all, y'all need to stop this shit for real. Who picking up all these damn rocks? I ain't cleaning this up. <laughs> I'm going to go to hell for that one. <laughs> look, I'm going to go to hell just for laughing because I, I look. Mm. James is walking by like, man, who the hell picking up all these rocks? Mm. Ain't that about a mess. Actually. Let's go home. Let's let, Let's go home. <laughs> let's go home. Uh, so James, well, he'll be back from a special assignment uh, at some point. Uh, we appreciate him uh, mm-hmm. doing his diligence. I mean, he's been around for a while, so he was part of the uh, the crew that helped uh, the transition at the White House. So he was driving a moving truck. So we appreciate that. You know, he's out there, but he's back hopefully next week to tell us how that went, cover and stuff like that, and. We will have the uh, results of our elimination chamber pick. So, oh man, they said they gave me the signal just stretch. So I was like, well, I can I can throw about twenty more minutes of James in there. So there we go. We we stretched it uh, as as far as I could go. Allegedly, I could go further, but no. Oh my goodness. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Please, <laughs> please. Stay tuned. We will be back tomorrow. This is Saturday Night WrestleManiacs with the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, the big guy KG. The new me and Sumo is on special assignment, but we will have him back next week, hopefully. Uh, please send all your donations on Cash Shop to Sideline Junkies so we can play the uh, FCC fine that we're about to get for all the yep. F-bombs that James is going to drop. Yeah, 
And thank you uh, to uh, uh, not Jade Cargill Barbie. Uh, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll be back next week. But until then, <laughs> we are out of here.